Salutation Shades, and welcome back to your one-stop shop for all things strange and unusual, Talking with Shadows, the conversation everyone has, but no one wants to admit to. Here with your hosts, Vic Waitley. And Marcus D. And thank you for tuning into this awesome episode on alien abductions. Yeah, we're finally getting into the meat of this. Yes, we've been spending weeks lurking in Facebook groups, reading books, watching videos, and now we finally are going to reveal some of our thoughts on the alien abduction phenomenon. Today, we are going to be drinking, well, I'm going to be drinking Rheingeist. And, uh, oh, how do you say that about a Wiffle? I I call it Wiffle, but I don't know if that's correct. Yeah, this is, I think this is, we drank this on the, uh, oh, Oh god, Bighorn Dam uh, incident episode that we put up for the patrons, didn't we? This is what we drank for that. Uh, yeah, I think yeah, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. I, I remember so. having beer. I don't remember what. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. But this is an awesome beer. And I'm going to be drinking Coors Light. Pop these. <laughs> I'm ready to drink after the day of work that I you had. had a rough day I today. Did, I did have. I had a rough day at the hospital, so I'm. I am in the zone. I'm ready just to record. Yeah, that's why I gave him the nice beer. Wow, this is very yeasty. That's it's been a long time since I've had a Coors your, Light. You and your basic beer. Yeah, that is a that is a very yeasty beer, and I wouldn't call it bad. I mean, it's just is what it is. It's just been a long time since I've had a Coors yeah. Light. Yeah. Well, I've been a, I've been in a grouchy mood for like the last couple days. So two days ago, I went to uh, the Comedy Caravan, uh, the Caravan Comedy Club down in Louisville. And I, I was there for an open mic, and I was going to do my stand-up. And I was prepared to do a certain, t- like, some material where we could talk about, like, the anxiety of buying a home, and I was prepping. But I was just in such no mood. I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to have fun. I'm going to do my material where I talk about ghost hunting. Which was, it was probably on your mind since yeah. we just got back from that big trip. Yeah, I'm like, screw it. You know what? I want to have fun. This is what I want to do. So I'm going to talk about ghost hunting, because it's always so funny at a lot of these open mics because guys always do materials on their junk they'll do materials they'll do material on their kids and stuff and then here comes marcus d going let's talk about ghosts (laughs) (laughs) it's just a strong pivot and i you know i do my stuff and and it went it went really and it was going really good and I, i get done and this guy comes up to start talking to me and he goes yeah man yeah i thought you know you were kind of funny man but you know you know that that ghost stuff's not real right and I said, well, man, you know, it's debatable, you know. I do have a podcast where I talk about this, and I've done dozens of investigations, and I've had personal experiences. And he goes, no, man, you know, but a lot of this just a waste of time. You know, a lot of my kids are into that. And this dude would not let up. <laughs> and I'm being nice. If anybody knows me in real life, I'm a nice guy. I let stuff go. And I'm just like, you know. Uh, the... You're a nice guy. I don't know about <laughs> that. A... Let stuff go. To a point. You're talking. You're currently talking to us about a guy who wouldn't stop talking to you <laughs> a few days ago after a comedy set. I'm not convinced you let okay. stuff go. No, I didn't let this go. Because <laughs> he just wouldn't stop. Yeah, you know, it's not, it's not real, man. It's a waste of time and money. And I finally snapped. And I just went, look, man, I'm not going to be told that I'm wasting my time and money by a guy who looks like he has scratch-off lottery tickets on his floorboards. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Tell me I'm wasting time and money. Whatever. <laughs> oh, man. But the guy was just awestruck when he was just like, what? And then I'm like, no, I'm just kidding. Because the guy was a lot bigger than me and I didn't want to get my ass kicked. So. <laughs> <laughs> just like, slinking away, slinking you away. You couldn't be that much bigger than you're a tall guy. Oh, well, he was he was stockier than me. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. And, you know, so I was, da- and I was down there with somebody else. And I'm like, yeah, I can't go to jail. I gotta help. I gotta, help. I gotta drive home with this guy. So that's kind of why, why I was like, I'm just going to get away now. Got my jab in. So did the set go well? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It went, it went well. It's uh, it's always so funny because after after I do that material, people really always like to come up to me and talk to me about like my experiences and the paranormal and stuff. And you know, it's it's always super it's always super fun to to just to chat with people about it because because I'm telling you now, like there are very few people that ever just go up there and just legitimately say I'm a professional paranormal investigator, and then I'm always like. Yeah, you guys are probably thinking, yeah, you look like you got a lot of free time on your hands. <laughs> <laughs> like, like the 
the room just goes quiet after immediately after I say that. So I got to cut the tension kind of quick. So, ah. oh man. But no, nah, it was fun, and I always defend. I mean, I always defend the the, the paranormal to people because I'm like, there's real stuff that is out there. People, yeah, just don't some even people realize. just aren't really ready to introduce that into their consciousness. Yeah, and sometimes I wonder with like. A lot of the works with Kill when he talks about once you start prying into this stuff, the stuff starts prying back into you. I wonder if that's not in a way a defense mechanism. It could be. I think that it could be. But also at the same time, too, I think some people also just don't want to admit when they've had a paranormal experience. Just because we also get the same thing where it's like, you know, I'm not a believer in the paranormal, but you don't have this weird experience, you know, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Yep. And then they just tell it to us. <clears throat> Oh no, that stuff like that happens all the time. It's like, oh, I don't believe in this sort of stuff, but here's what happened. <laughs> you know, but I'm not a believer, you know. I'm like, okay, whatever you say. So, what about our comments from our last video? Yes. So, now that I finally got to rant about that guy who was trying to be a jerk to me. Um, he, so, the last episode that we got, that we did, guys, was we did, we talked about cow mutilations that was fun working very hard trying to get that video not removed from youtube which we were successful at which i'm very thankful for pull these up for you guys all right philip nar says love your episodes always look forward to listening to them i heard prions can cause brain damage and disease like dementia now as to who or what is causing it i tend to lean toward the government because they are checking for ground contamination and probably the prion problems. I guess some of the mutilations are done somewhat near chemical plant type places. Sorry. Far out theory, the movie Endangered Species with Robert Ulfric. I have Ulrich, been, sorry. I have not seen the movie, have you? I have not seen that movie. Oh, sounds like I'm gonna need to see it. I'm a wuss when it comes to any sort of movie with anything here. Like I'm a Disney <laughs> Plus guy, sorry. Like Like I I meant to look more into prions, but Truthfully, I've been up to my neck in UFO books and alien abduction books here lately, so I haven't really had a chance to do a whole lot of digging into primes. Maybe I'll do some digging and get you an, ep or an answer by next episode. Although, I mean, the theory of just the government, if they need information, they're going to get the information. That's true. So, Grandmaster Gav 86 says, I like to think of Marcus and Vic as two drunk shadow people. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we're, we're just getting loose-lipped and spilling all our secrets. <laughs> you, sir, made my day. That is awesome. You, sir, made my day. I also like to think of us as two drunk shadow people, because most of our images online are pretty much of dudes lurking in the shadows, so yeah. Oh, God, we're like those old guy Muppets of the paranormal. Oh, my God, we kind of are. That's awesome. I like... I think it's Stanford in Waldorf. You, you guys can correct me if I'm wrong. I might yeah. have those names wrong, but I think that's yeah. their names. We're, we're those guys of the paranormal. Kay Bennett said, Yeah, guy, there's some weird and odd rites in the backwoods. My father was a delivery person for pizza, for a pizza place in the 90s. One night he was on a back road and he had to stop because a mass of people were in a circle in the middle of the road. Being my dad, he actually honked the horn till one guy told him to turn around. One, a side note, the act of a nail, nail deer parts through the sound, uh, through sounds, sounds scary. Could just be a green witch just doing offerings to one of the many forest gods like Pan or the Wiccan Horned One. Not to downplay what you saw, but it is very common in other cultures that practice hunting magic. This is basically the act of giving back to the forest some part of animal you hunted. We see this in Germanic cultures, the Celts, the Sami, and Siberian tribes. I knew about the Celt rite as far as that, but I wasn't familiar with some of those other ones. I might have to look into those. Um, it, it definitely wasn't one person because I've stumbled into it in like vastly different areas. Unless that one person is extremely active. Because I'd found them around the uh, Muscatuck Swamplands. I've also found them um, near where a lot of the farms were. And I found some, like, on the other side, kind of a little outside of my hometown of Hayden, like, just off uh, across Highway 50, like, off in that area. And I know you don't know these areas, but all these things are, like, many miles apart from each other. Also, Kate Bennett, tell them that Marcus said that he has balls of steel for a haunted <laughs> <laughs> a strange group of people standing at the road, blocking his way to go to work. That is awesome. I'm, I'm glad that there's other people who think 
about these sort of occult wilderness rites besides me because <laughs> sometimes I bring them up to people who are also interested in the occult and they just give me these blank stares. I mean, people don't like to study rural magic. People like to study like the occult classics, like the major grimoires. And when I bring up things like Appalachian magic and backwoods magic, I get blank stares all the time. Dude, we get blank stares all the time for the stuff that we tell <laughs> people about stuff in the paranormal. Well, I'm talking about like when specifically talking to other people in occult circles. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was at a, I was at another open mic last night here in Evansville, and I was just telling the story. I was just telling the story of the shadow animal that I saw, and the other two comics are just staring at me like ghost white. <laughs> and I'm like, guys, that's just basic stuff. <laughs> I don't know if you guys are ready for some of the stuff on my podcast. <laughs> you guys might want to ease into it a little bit. Sorry. Jerry Young says, great episode. Honestly, never paid much attention to the topic, but this has really piqued my interest. So glad the censor police haven't gotten their panties in a wad and took it down. I agree, Jerry. I agree. We are constantly paranoid that YouTube is going to take one of our videos down for some of the stuff that we say on there. Also, if you find something interesting while you're digging around, shoot us a message about it. Absolutely. You know, I... I, I I had known of this phenomenon. I had not looked into it uh, a whole lot, mostly because I have a very sensitive stomach. And But I did it for you guys, and I, I, I got into this stuff. And some of the stuff that I just found in it was just baffling to me. And again, it, and it plays very much into the stuff that we're talking about today with alien abductions of just strange things like this happening, and then just people just not even realizing how much this is a thing. All right. Are you ready to get into alien abductions? Oh, yeah. But the question is, where would you like to start? Because this is... There's a lot of directions. This is a big subject matter. You know, I... Okay. I, I did not know a whole lot about alien abductions prior to going into this month. I'm not going to lie. You know, I had to start at it from, from pretty much from scratch. So what I decided, what I decided to do was I decided to join like a lot of Facebook groups on the topic of alien abductions, which I didn't even realize that there are, I mean, I'm in like dozens of paranormal groups and I realized that I wasn't in, in alien, any alien abduction groups and none of that subject matter actually even came up. Yeah. You actually thought abduction was something that people didn't talk about anymore because you hadn't really seen it on any of the message boards. No. And remember, like I'd point out, well, they usually don't like to post this as paranormal. You have mm-hmm. to go into their own message mm-hmm. boards. Mm-hmm. I know. And it, and, and the groups are very clo- closed and I, I, I can understand why trying to get into a lot of, I was denied entry into a lot of these groups actually, because most of the Facebook groups that I was trying to get into had these long questionnaires about if you've been abducted, if not, why are you trying to get in them? I had several moderators that actually messaged me asking me what my intentions were by trying to join the group. And I was very open and honest saying, you know, look, I'm a paranormal investigator. Um, you know, I do a podcast on the paranormal and I don't know a whole lot about alien abductions and I want to learn more. Um, and I, I got into a few. There were some that, I, that they just flat out declined me being invited to. Well, being... There's a big issue with people who have been abducted being ostracized. Because for many people, this is an extremely traumatic event. But it's a traumatic event that most people do not believe in. So when you try to express that you've had this traumatic moment in your life, and then it's met with disbelief and ridicule, that just compacts the trauma. And I think a lot of people who have been abducted have been having to deal with that almost their whole life. I, I definitely get why they're so protective. And I remember back when we did the episode on mental health, <laughs> when we did the episode on mental health and the paranormal, and I found this researcher who wrote a paper when he was talking about uh, trying to reach out mm-hmm. to therapists that actually deal with abductees. And he was finding that they were super secretive and super guarded about disclosing any information on, on, on even some of their clients. You know, so. It... But I mean, I think we both know how the general psychiatric world handles accounts of alien abduction. Have you heard? Oh yeah, it's just say, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's yeah, just written doc- off. Yeah, I've heard doctors say no, that didn't happen, 
aliens don't exist. You know, I've even seen times in which doctors even ask that as a litmus to even letting patients out to their delusions. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. Like, do you believe that it, that you were abducted by aliens? And I can tell it in the patient's face when they when they just said no. Like, they're looking away. They're looking down. They don't want to admit it. Yeah, they're just, but in this case, they're just being smart because yeah. they're probably not going to get out if they say yes. So, like, the psychiatric world does not handle this phenomenon well at all. When I, the groups that I did get into, and I watched, I watched people posting, I, I really found a large community of people that honestly were really trying to get to the bottom of just what happened to them. Many of them had experiences of missing time, um, you know, memories that, like, fleeting memories that they had, bizarre screen memories that they had, and and they really wanted to know possibly what had happened. Several people reporting strange bruises. That was one of the things that I actually found kind of odd um, at first, even though I, then I discovered how much it's, it's not as odd as people think, that there were people that were posting photographs of just strange bruises and that they don't know where that they know don't know where they come from yeah i know like there's certain situations like ear bleeds nose bleeds um things like uh, uh mysterious um like scarring happens in like a statistically higher amount with people who right. claim abductions especially a uh, nosebleeds and ear bleeds are the really ones that people talk about a lot and statistically it is a lot higher in people that claim abductions mm -hmm. than say in the standard population you know and I tell you this. I found I found a lot more groups uh, expressing negative views towards alien abductions. You know, we we don't. What was it? We recently had World UFO Day. I think that was not too long ago. And you know, I I was in these groups when this was going on, and they were like, "Abduction is not a joke." Yeah, I mean, well, think about it from that sort of perspective. Oh yeah, the world is effectively celebrating something that you know is something that has been extremely harmful in your life it's i imagine it's one of those things where it compacts the trauma but let's let's hit hard out of the box here i got i got a big one and i think that it would be a great one for me and you to talk through mm -hmm. okay I think we both agree that there's forms of psychic manipulation going on when it comes to abductions. Screen memories, changing memories, hiding memories, messing with details of memories. Mm -hmm. But I know also both of us are skeptical to various degrees on hypnosis. Correct. I want to tackle out of the box how, how should we go forward with this when we okay. have an issue of... We know that, that memories are being messed with, right. but we also know the techniques being used are subprime for getting good details. So there's this huge disagreement in like abduction research on whether or not, like I think if you, if you use just basic surveys to just question people about alien abduction versus another group of people like uh, a big proponent of the, of, of the use of it, uh, Dr. Jacob Green, who's written does, well, like three books, huge books on the abduction experience that use uh like regression therapy he's the guy who did oh not the agenda well i just Walk, got walking among us the threat the threat i just got done reading the threat and i, I was thinking that that was the author and the third book that he wrote which is also really good secret life that's the other book that he wrote if you guys are looking for some really good recommendations on abduction books even though i don't completely agree with his met i don't agree with his methods these are good books to get because it will provide you a lot of information, I think, on the abduction experience. Oh, I highly, I, I just, like I said, I just finished The Threat and I highly recommend it. No matter where you stand on the hypnosis aspect of it, it is the best breakdown of motive of mm -hmm. aliens that I've ever seen. And he does, he gets a lot of accounts of people claiming to be abducted by aliens. I mean, he's doing research, he's, I think he's been doing research on it since the 70s or 80s maybe even before that i mean i know like i listened to uh, an interview he did back in 2018 on the uh, the richard dolan show and you know he was talking about his, his research all the way back to interviewing an alien hybrid on aol <laughs> like i'm like holy crap um you know that's how far back his study on alien abductions goes 
He actually started the field as a UFO investigator. But let's get back to our primary right. question. This right. how how do we how do we reconcile the fact that it seems that the best tool we have is also a very subprime tool. Like the thing is, I, I'm not against the idea of using these oh, why can't I ever remember the name? The questionnaires. Right. I am not against that at all. Actually, I think that's a great method. But we also know that there is memory manipulation going on. That although some memories are on the surface for some people, the details just are no longer there. They have been stolen away. And without those details, it's going to be difficult for us to make any sort of progression. But the methods of garnering those details are both A, potentially traumatic for the person who's already a victim... Mm -hmm. And also be not the world's most reliable method. I think it's I think it's still possible to use modern cognitive therapy to treat some of these issues of people not being able to remember their alien abduction experience. You know, we treat people already that have things like, you know, Alzheimer's, dementia. We uh, people that have had post-traumatic, you know, PTSD, all those other things that repress a lot of these, a lot of these memories. I think the first step is I think removing the stigma when people come forward with reporting some of these, which I think is a tall order to ask for anyway, because anybody with a mental illness, it's a, it's a, already has a stigma and it's a tall order getting many of them, anybody with a mental illness to come forward. Or even people who don't have a mental illness who's simply been accused of yes. it. Yes. The thing is, every time that someone tries to share and gets pushed back, that's like throwing another block right. on something that already has blocks on it. It's just going to make them more likely to bury it further. And I, I agree with you that if we could get over the stigma, we would be able to get to the root of the matter much more easily. Mm -hmm. That's why whenever someone came into our facility and said, like, I, I was abducted or something like that. Now... I, I never would straight out disbelieve them out of hand. Now, due to the professional therapeutic rapport, I can't sit there and be like, oh, no, no, man, I, I'm i certain you were abducted or something like that. There are boundaries that we can't push within the facility, but I always did my best to make sure they did not feel ridiculed, that other people were not ridiculing them for it, and that they felt that they were in a safe environment. No, absolutely. You can still be empathetic to a person and still not believe them because there, there's still an unmet need that's there. I still remember a guy that was running around on the unit and he was screaming about oh, being... Oh, you told a... this story last episode. Oh, wait. Was this about the UFOs? Oh, I thought you were going to tell no, the... the... No, oh, no, 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 My bad, my no. bad, everybody. Yeah, my bad. No, I'm the, the jerk here. Yeah, no, I <laughs> used this example at work, by Sorry, the way, I thought, guys. I thought you were going to say the one where the guys running around yelling about the owl. No, 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 no. No, no, this is another I had a... Uh, there was another guy that was running around. He was screaming about that he was afraid that aliens were going to attack the hospital. And keep him on. This was very public. And, you know, so there's other people looking around. And then when I went up to him, you know, he's absolutely afraid that the aliens are about to attack the hospital. And I didn't tell him that I didn't think aliens were real or that they weren't real but what i told him was i said look i i i can understand where you're, i understand i can hear where you're coming from i would be i would be scared too if i didn't feel safe somewhere you know i would feel i would feel it, it would bother me to feel unsafe someplace and i just had to reassure him that you know that our security people were very um professional keeping people safe i you know that i was a person that could keep them safe and that a person that like the other medical staff that was there and i and, and that's all i did was i I, I empathized with his f feelings of, of feeling unsafe in the location that he was at. Uh, and, it calmed, and, and it worked a lot, you know, just to do that. I, I think you can give somebody the basic respect of that. And I think that's a good place to start. Heading back to the previous <laughs> statement, though. <laughs> yeah, we keep, we keep drifting. Uh, the way I'm looking at it is this. I think the best way to do it is to use the whatever tools you can if you don't have a better tool and what you can do is look for consistencies over a long period of time especially with outlier trends that are not part of the zeitgeist mm -hmm. if you have a lot of people saying something happened in a abduction but 
that is not part of the zeitgeist of abduction. That's not part of what everyone knows about abduction. I think that means you can give it a little extra credibility and continue to look for those sort of themes. Mm-hmm. Now, you have to do your best not to manifest it or draw or draw connections where there aren't any. You still have to handle it as a serious matter. But I think looking for trends over time is what's going to get you to the most likely accurate answer. What do you think? I agree with that. I think my biggest issue with regression therapy is... I worry oftentimes the human brain cannot handle not knowing. We just can't do that. And I worry that often with these regression therapies, no matter if you're asking them a question, a person will try to piece information together and they can still weave a narrative. Oh, yeah. And a lot of them talk about the struggle when it comes to that, that you have to be on constant guard of the person that's under the hypnosis going into dissociation where their imagination is going to start filling in blanks. And they will admit that that is a struggle. Like, and it seems like they are more than aware that you can't always be 100% certain. Like, I, I can give an example. I can, I, I can even give an example. It's like when, it's like a mental health. You're sitting you're sitting in a chair and you're just sitting there and then someone asks you the questions, Have you? do you have a plan to hurt yourself? Well, you didn't maybe have a plan until you literally you yeah. just put that in your head that you were just asked this question. And now your brain has started to create that in your head. So that's kind of my concern with some of these regression therapy sessions is that is that was going on. Now, I will throw a caveat in this, that in some of these sessions, you start getting some details that I don't think are uh, stuff that people that don't know each other could have said just on their own. Like when people start reporting about seeing like mantis people aliens, like that particular dude, I don't think 99% of most people are even familiar with those types of extraterrestrials. And stories of them pop up from time to time in regression therapy sessions. I don't have an answer for that one. I'll give you that. Yeah. I think that it is a tool that works often, but not often enough to be called consistent. If, right. if, if you're following me, if I'm making yeah, sense yeah, yeah. here, yeah, yeah. I, I definitely think that you can't take everything at face value. But also I think until we have better a better modus operandi, you can't throw the baby out with the bathwater. In many ways, we are people doing our best to understand a situation that is in a scope well beyond us. Because... Whatever method that aliens use, and I'm using the term aliens here, I don't personally, That's a tiny I'm not personally word. certain that they're aliens. Oh. I'm still working on that part. Uh, but whatever they're capable of doing is some sort of psychic or hypnotic or mental control that we don't fully grasp, which kind of leads me to the next thing I want to talk to well, talk there's about. So, there's some tactics that still happen to people that I think that, that you can't kind of grasp. At least how they get you. Well, I mean, I'm not saying there's no part that we can grasp. <laughs> but the thing where they bring their head within like a few inches of yours. Like you're doing now. Yep, I'm doing it right now. Your, how, not, how uncomfortable is this? This is very uncomfortable. Yeah, where they get their head very close to yours. And then they can project in thoughts, emotions, mess with your memories. And basically, almost like they can just program straight into your mind. Do you know one of the weird things that I found when I was doing research on alien abductions? Because I, I, I read several stories about people that were talking about how gray aliens will get like real close to you. And they'll get up like real close to your face, even touching you. But even though that they have a mouth, they often report them not breathing. Yeah, and... Like, no mouth, no lips, no teeth. And a lot of people, when okay, when they sit down and talk with them, like, by talk, I don't mean, like, actually verbalizing, but this form of telepathic communication that many of them report, they s- seem to explain that they don't even have a digestion. They don't even eat the way we do. Let me ask you a question. You're given the opportunity to say something to an alien. Do you get one question? What do you ask? Oh... <laughs> <laughs> okay, are they compelled to tell the truth, or is this just me straight up asking a question? You don't know what it's going to be, so it's whatever question they think that, you, that you're going to ask them. I'm either going to ask why, or 
where they're where are they actually from for real seriously mm-hmm. but the thing is i don't think i get a truthful answer to either so i'm probably just gonna tell them to go screw off I I, i'm not gonna say that but you know we tried to keep our show pg-13 so right. i can't say the word i want to i want to know if i can get a ray gun if they're gonna send me back can i get one of those ray guns oh that's a waste of a question they're not gonna give you a ray gun you don't know that they won't give me a ray gun like, for the most part, they don't even seem to carry ray guns. What if? Well, the, what I would probably say is like, well, if I get a ray gun, I will bring, I will give you a much more better human specimen for your experiments. A slightly taller, longer-haired, <laughs> much more knowledgeable in occult practices uh, that's been working so out at a... his water aerobics class much more frequently. <laughs> so you're just trying to sell me down the river <laughs> in would... exchange for a ray gun. Well, maybe if they give me the ray gun. But that's it. That's it. Nothing else. You know, they couldn't, they couldn't, they couldn't sell me anything else except that ray gun. <laughs> okay. So do you feel like they're just a psychic species or do you feel like they understand the act of hypnosis just dramatically better than us? Or do you think they're enacting some form of technology that we as of yet don't know about? What, what do you think is happening here when they get real close and then like I think they that, can affect your mind and behavior? I think that, I think it's, it's one of two things. I think that one, the human brain is also programmed to try to protect itself. I think so going in, we don't want to try to remember traumatic events because it bothers us. So I think that already kind of puts us at a disadvantage for the horrible experience that is uh, that is alien abduction that is being abducted by aliens, and I I think that it might actually be something. I think it might actually be chemical. I think there could be something that's going on with that that could be causing it too. You know. Yeah, but even besides just blanking memories, a really common one is when they're trying to um, harvest ova from women. They will stimulate ideas of sexual arousal within their mind. Or sometimes when they're trying to get someone under control, and sometimes seemingly for arbitrary reasons, they will just cause fear in someone. Or they will implant um, like kind of like vivid hallucinations of something horrible happening to them. Mm-hmm. Or like another really common one, and this might be something good for us to go off on, is so often they give abductees visions of various futures. Mm-hmm. Well, do, you, do you want to talk about that for a little bit? Yeah, we can. Well, so often they're given these visions of the future by ETs, but they're not consistent. Sometimes it is a environmental destruction. Sometimes it's the world on fire with explosions going on and people looking back at the abductee asking why or saying you could have stopped this. Other times, it's religious sort of apocalypses occurring. And they always express, we're here to stop this. And I will just tell you immediately what I think is going on here. I think this is straight up abusive manipulation. I think they are showing us something traumatic and using it as a way to justify to us the bad things that they are doing. Trying to explain that the horrible things we're doing, no, it's totally justified. We're going to save you from this ill-defined bad thing. We're your only safe route, so it's okay for us to treat you badly. It's Stockholm Syndrome. Yeah, it is. They're giving us the beauty and the beast treatment. And I think a lot of, particularly the, the positivists, the people who say, no, the, the aliens are here just for our benefit, I think a lot of that really comes across like Stockholm Syndrome. It does. If I get abducted by aliens and the clock starts talking, I'm out. <laughs> like, I don't think if if these this group is willing to take people and effectively rape them against their will i don't think that they're here to be the good guy well okay you know one of the weird one of those stories that i was not prepared for uh, when i was reading some of even green's work was the large amounts of men that seemed to get abducted out of nightclubs and um let's see adult entertainment uh, facilities. Okay, he didn't go into that in the book that I read, but that makes so much sense with his oh, yeah. research. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They're, they're was... looking to snatch people who are primed and ready to go, I'm Oh, guessing. yeah. Like, it was, okay. Yeah, in some of his research, he was he was pulling he was pulling people, and he was there were so many of these men between ages like 20 to 40 that would be at like at a bar, a nightclub, uh, 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 essentially. In an amorous state. In an in a amorous state. And essentially, they're approached by these very attractive-looking women with like odd-shaped eyes 
that essentially try to pick them up as an escort service. And then the next thing they know, they're on the ones that can end up remembering, they end up on a, they end up getting abducted or they end up waking up like in the back of the bar or <laughs> like, like in a drunken stupor the next night, having to hop the fence and get away before the bar staff come back thinking they broke into the place. And I think this makes sense because I think we are both of the mind, and you can tell me if I'm wrong here, that the crux of abduction phenomena is centered around reproduction. Yeah, there's a lot of those. It doesn't even matter like what kind of aliens you, you look at, whether it's reptilians, Nordics, greys. At the end of the day, for some reason, and all in some way, shape, or form, intertwines into they're trying to boof. Yeah, it it all boofity boofity. It all really is very centered around that. Um, I I actually wonder if okay, there is a outlier of people who report being abducted not specifically by aliens but by hybrids, mm-hmm. by things that are more human than not human. You can look at what the Betty and Bar they uh, even though in the Betty Barney Hill incident they didn't say that they were hybrids, but things that effectively looked like that. I almost wonder if the Nordics are a case of people being abducted by successful hybrids, ones that can very easily blend. Well, in the hybrid story, really, they really actually like start picking up. And I mean, like hybrids, and like if you in your mind thought kind of what a, like a very attractive human woman with some like large almond-shaped eyes, well, like with like with platinum hair as thing, like a lot of those stories actually start popping up even in the late nineties and early two thousands with people that have reported of being abducted. They even pop up even more. But I often wonder if this isn't different groups of aliens or we're just on phase two. Yeah. I I think that we're (laughs) just looking at the different stages. Yeah. And I liked Green's discussion because it was so funny because the question that I had going into alien abductions is, well, what about ancient astronaut theory that like aliens have been around since like, you know, the dawn of time for thousands of years. And I love Green's response. He's like, it doesn't matter. (laughs) He goes, there's absolutely no way, shape or form that we're going to figure out, you know, if aliens were here 3000 years ago, unless they tell us, which chances are kind of slim. But if the whole time that they've been here is for, like, you know, because they're after our seed or our genetic DNA, he doesn't think that it would have been an ancient, like, in ancient times because it wouldn't have taken that long, essentially, for the hybrids, essentially, to overtake us. Oddly enough, yeah, it's, he did a, it's not a, I think it's a, was it a Gallup poll? He did some Mm. sort of poll where he basically set up a criteria where he's asking people questions about the sort of trends he sees in people who are abducted without ever asking them if they're they were abducted mm-hmm. and he found that a lot of people said yes to a lot of the trends there he actually speculates that many people have been uh, have been abducted way more than realize they have mm-hmm. um, or are potentially even hybrids that have been allowed to stay on Earth. Yeah, because it seems like they're trying to they're trying to infiltrate our gene pool. Yeah, but with the 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 hybrid thing, like it, a lot of the stuff that he talks about that is like with alien hybrids that they have really just bizarre behaviors and and mannerisms. Okay, do you? Oh, do I know. Wanna, I know. Let, I, let, 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 let me let me be a party pooper here. Because this is a great thing for us to talk to, but let's save this part yeah, for the yeah. hybrid episode. No, yeah, yeah. Because I, I was about to jump into it, but then I'm like, wait, wait, wait. Let's save this for next week. What was the thing that surprised you the most about alien abduction phenomenon? That it fits together in a sensible way better than I had initially thought. So before this, I had a pretty okay grasp on ufology and alien abduction but I've read so many books in the last month and a half on the subject, trying to get a better idea of it. It all fits together abnormally well. It all seems to be very focused around reproduction. A lot of their motives kind of make sense. Like, for just to use an example that we already brought up, grabbing people that are already in an amorous state... 
uh, revisiting people who are fertile. And there have been uh, people who've recovered memories of basically ongoing projects where they have been selected because they meet certain criteria and then them being slowly weaned out of it as they age because they no longer meet that criteria. Now, the exacts of why I can go back and forth on, but there is definitely a streamlined goal here. For me, I found it was very odd how often abduction seems to run in families and how if, you know, several of the people that were in the group that I watched, they would post their personal accounts and they would talk about how their mother had been abducted and their father and their grandfather had been abducted. And, and his great-grandfather had been abducted. I, the weird thing is, as a kid growing up learning something about that, I couldn't imagine the terror of life thinking that at some point, like, an alien may actually come after you. Well, a lot of people, it's not... In a lot of families, it's not ever vocally expressed, except for on these rare moments where, right. hey, I had this weird thing happen to me, I'm burying my soul, and then it being disclosed, yeah, that happened to me too. Yeah. it's usually in these groups or these families, it's not something that's talked about because you don't want to explain to your child, like say before they're of that age where they generally start getting taken and experimented on. Like say your five-year-old comes up to you for the first time saying they saw the little gray men in their closet. You don't want to explain the horrible things that are going to happen to right. them later on in life and then have to tell them, I can't stop it. Think about that as a parent. These horrible things are going to happen to you. They've happened to me, and there's nothing we can do about that. Mm -hmm. A lot of people don't want to inflict that sort of despair on their own family. Mm. It's like, I, I I can't say that I get it, because I haven't lived through that experience. To the best of my knowledge, I'm not an abductee, and to tell you the truth, I'm one of those people I don't think I want to know if I was. It's like, I don't want to pry open that box there. If I was taken at some point, I don't want to have to accept that I have no place safe. I'm okay with leaving that box shut for myself. Because living with that idea that there is no place where I can be safe from it and there's nothing I can do to stop it is not something I personally feel like I want to open. What What about you? No, I was in the same boat. I saw so many of these people in these groups that posted these like fragmented sentences and these fragmented posts when they were talking. And I know it's so easy to write somebody like that off thinking that they're just crazy. But at the end of the day, I, I, I'm way more inclined to believe an individual that that's like that. Because I remember when my home was broken into a couple years ago. And the anxiety that, that came from feeling like an intruder came, came into my home against, against my will. That this could happen again. And... It's never gone away. And he's not kidding. He was a wreck after that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, it, it bothered. Like, it, bo it still bothers me. <clears throat> and this doesn't even compare at all to a person that would have gone through an experience of being, you know, abducted by an alien. So I can't even imagine the impact that that would have on somebody's psyche. You know? So it, it really changed my perspective on, 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 on. You know, when I look at people when they post on about some of these on some of these topics, I also found a lot of alien resistance groups, which I thought were pretty cool. Oh, tell me about that. I'm not familiar with this. Yeah, there's a lot of people that just post a lot of literature about like the fight against aliens. They're like, you know, you you know, world abduction, like UFO day is not a joke. Abductions are real. They pass out literature. They share a lot of Dr. Green's work. I mean, more power to them. I don't think they're here for our good. Yeah, they post a lot of YouTube. Just don't do things dumb, guys. They post a lot of you. They post a lot. I mean, I'm not going to share the names of them particularly because I promised the people when I came to these groups that I wouldn't, at least for this, because I'm just starting. But, like, they post a bunch of YouTube videos that just said, like, you know, you cannot abduct us. We resist you and things like that. And I'm like, all the more power to you, man. I like people that take that kind of, that, that kind of, take that kind of stance on it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they're taking the situation, doing the best they can to empower themselves while expressing mm -hmm. this is a real threat that people need yeah. to take serious. And I think it's unfortunate that more people don't take this matter serious because I think it's a situation that has serious repercussions. I think that this is something dangerous for us to ignore. I think that this is something that can have serious ramifications for us. Like, 
when you start messing with a population's genome, it doesn't take long for it to potentially spiral out of control. I, at the end of the day, I, I, I have a real hard time with this whole thing because there's so many different types of aliens for how they look. And at the end of the day, is this really how they look? Are people just seeing these things differently? Actually, I was hoping in the Patreon segment, we go over what we think the aliens are. I like that idea. I like that idea because we're kind of getting close to time anyway on our episode for today. So, is there anything else you want to talk about in the main segment of the podcast today? Oh, we just barely scratched the surface here. Um, nothing that I think I could f- sum up within a few minutes. Maybe we revisit this topic sometime soonish. Maybe in another month or so. Would you like to do a bonus episode on this? Yeah. Come back to it. Yeah, I think that this is because a lot more of the information that I think that we could share it really starts bleeding over into like alien hybrids, and that's our last episode for alien mission for the month for this for this uh, for the podcast. And we don't want to get too too into it because we've got a couple. I got a bunch of topics and a bunch of things about that that I really can't wait to get into because I got some theories surrounding that too. In the comments below, tell us what you guys think about alien abductions. Like, like, has it ever happened to you? Um, do you think that it's real? Do you think that it's not? What do you? What's your guys' particular take on all of this? Do you think there's a reason? Do you think there's a motive behind all of it? Do you think it's, you know, actually, the one thing that um that I that I didn't even really get into. I know we talked so much on this about how alien abductions are negative. We didn't even get into like the people that even report that. The positive experiences. Oh, yeah. And I would be all about talking about the... Po- okay. I know that we have a really, really tight recording schedule this month because of what <laughs> happened early in the month where we couldn't record because of some family tragedies. Sometime next month after we're cut up, would you be okay with us revisiting yeah, the yeah. subject? If you want a good one now, go check out me and Ellie's video on the Athurius Society. Because that's an example, I think, where the positive one came out. Where I think a lot of these examples where aliens, were the, from the from positive aspect, there there's religion. They they get religions formed around them, and you could find and you could find a lot of those there. Yeah, I'd, I would love to get into mm-hmm. the best and worst of of uh, alien abduction. Talk about the positivist, the negativist. Uh, I just like to dig into that. But okay, okay. I know we're running out of time. We just didn't get to as much as I would have hoped this episode. It's that's just a, a big that's okay. topic. Yeah, but put, comment below. Comment below. That's the, one of the best ways that you guys can help uh, out this podcast. If you guys like the podcast, don't forget to to like. If you're listening to us on YouTube, hit the notification bell. Subscriptions don't mean a whole lot, but if you hit that notification bell, you're more likely uh, than not to be able to stay up to date whenever we put out a new episode. But subscriptions will get us to our first plaque, so please that's, subscribe that's as well. I want that plaque. <laughs> and... Uh, and if you're listening to this on any other platform like iTunes or anything, leave us a review. You know, leave us a review. Uh, it's another great way to help us and a great way to help us out. But until next time, guys, keep believing. Because we'll keep listening. All right, guys, we're going to slide into the Pillow Talk segment of the podcast. If you guys want to check out the rest of this podcast, all you got to do is go over to our Patreon and sign up for as little as a dollar a month. You guys get all of the extra content that we, uh, all of the extra time they put out in all of our podcasts, as well as all of the bonus episodes that we put up exclusively for our patrons, such as our Big Horn Dam incident video that we put up featuring a 15 foot Bigfoot. That's actually a pretty damn good discussion. That was fun. Yes. Also, you get to see what our glorious mugs look like. On second thought, maybe you shouldn't because we're not that attractive. <laughs> we're, I'm, maybe I like the idea of you guys thinking maybe, of us as drunk shadow people. Maybe you're not, but I'm <laughs> flipping glorious. Um, for $2 a month, you guys actually get uh, to vote in our monthly poll where you guys get to vote. On what the topic of our uh, theme is going to be for that month, uh, leading into April so far, government or paranormal government projects is currently winning, which I'm super looking forward to. But if you guys want to shift the vote, we also got hairy humanoids, ghost towns, as well as time and space anomalies, which are very close behind. But let's get into what are these mysterious visitors that cause abductions. Do you want to start off, or do you want me to start us off? Well, 
Like, if you look at the work of Green, like we were talking about all through the episode, he thinks that essentially there's just one giant cabal group of aliens working together under these, like, mantis insect people. Um, which I think is pretty... Because anytime anybody ever says, like, alien abduction, like, that's such a simple word with so much under that. Because aliens is a very simplified word. Because they're... I mean, because some of them look radically different with greys. Nordics, reptilians, mantis people, like, you know, so it's really hard. I've always said that, like, you know, how do we not know that, are they acting independently? Are they acting together? My response to that would be, I partially agree with him. I think that these are entities that are working under one quote unquote banner. I didn't know about the mantis people until I started doing this. Now, really? I, now I got to worry about. Well, I heard of them, but I didn't realize that there's like legit mantis people that might be. I've heard we got to worry about the lizard people, but now I got to worry about bug people too. I think they're different stages of their genetic manipulation, but I don't. I'm not convinced that they are aliens. And I'll make my case here in a sec. And if they are aliens, I don't think they're from the Pleiades. If they are aliens, they're from somewhere. Thank you.